Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And you know, Casey, we've been talking a lot lately about how much money Mm -hmm. we as taxpayers are spending to buy a whole bunch of land out there in Boone County without necessarily a whole lot of vision on exactly what's going to happen with Mm -hmm. that. There's been a proposed high-tech park. Right. And that is part of a much bigger plan by the state of Indiana. Through the Indiana Economic Development Corporation to spend a whole bunch of money. And we as taxpayers are told, well, you're going to make a whole bunch of money in the long run because, well, that's going to pay off with big business and big jobs. And there was an article Mm -hmm. in the Indiana Capital Chronicle by our good friend Nikki Kelly about just that. The Indiana Economic Development uh, corporation how are they doing what sort of rate of return are we getting on our investment and nikki kelly joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline so nikki i thought this article was really interesting a lot of money getting spent but not necessarily a lot of clarity on the results this far thus far from the id iedc <laughs> easy enough for me to say <laughs> yeah i mean i just wanted to really point out that They are asking for a lot of money this budget cycle, even more than usual. And, uh, you know, coming, we have super majorities of both the House and Senate on the Republican side. And I just find it interesting that that none of these Republicans seem concerned that we're spending all this money to bring jobs. I, I mean, I thought that the idea was the private sector is supposed to do this, right? Capitalism. Let the private sector sector take the risk and and make these things happen but that's not what's going on and i realize that that's a thing nationwide and we're having to keep up with other states that are doing this but we're just seeding everything with state money and and no one seems to mind yeah nikki kelly from the indiana capital chronicles our guest she has a great article out about the indiana economic development corporation and the amount of money, taxpayer money, that is going for various economic uh, projects across the state. So it, the ask this session is, and this is no small amount of change here, Nikki, it's a billion dollars the IEDC wants? Yeah, and that's not even the full ask. There's their basic budget. These are sort of special things on top of their base-level budget, right? So we want the, the biggest amount is, $500 million for what they call Ready Grants, which is a, a quality of place initiative. We, we did $500 million of them uh, last year, but that was with federal money from the CARES Act. So now they want $500 million state money to do this. And, and I get it. Like it's, an, it's kind of like an 80-20 match. Like private sector and local governments have to put in far more than the state is putting in. So that is growing investment. But, you know, we also did regional cities back in the day. I mean, this will be like $1.3 billion that we've done to sort of seed these special projects to try to make Indiana more, I guess, attractive to workers because this is about people wanting to live here and take the jobs that we're creating. Now, is this... Uh, 
Go, Go ahead. ahead. Is the is the 1.3 in addition to the 150 million and the 500 million or is that all part of the 1.3 billion? The 1.3 is all the quality of play stuff. So that includes this new 500 million. Separately, they want this 150 million you just brought up is is a site acquisition fund. So basically what they're doing up there in Boone County is we're using a bunch of state money to buy up this 11,000 acres. And eventually, allegedly, uh, you know, whoever settles into that innovation park will then pay the state, you know, and then that money will go into that fund. It'll become like a revolving fund where they can buy land wherever they need in the state to sort of kickstart you know, projects like this. Nikki Kelly's our guest uh, talking about her article in the Indiana Capital Chronicle involving the the amount of taxpayer money that has gone to the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. I think the average person looks at this because we had those those farmers out in Boone County who are very upset on on the program. And I think the average person looks at this and says, now, wait a second, roads, bridges, sidewalks, water, sewer, infrastructure. Hey, we're all on board with that. But when you're talking about the state being in the real estate business and we're spending hundreds of millions in this case billions of dollars and big a part of this is to say what eli Lilly, who's the big beneficiary that we know of out in the out in boone county like they can't put together a, a real estate team i mean i just think people look at this and go our tax money could be going to a lot better stuff and i don't think that's way off base do you yeah i don't think it's off base and one of the main issues i have with it is transparency they won't even tell us what they're paying for this land. Like when you ask for like an average per acre or a range, they say, well, we can't tell you that because it'll impact the competitive nature. So in other words, if we tell everyone we're paying, and I'm literally throwing out a false number here, $10,000 an acre, then people will hold out for $11,000 an acre. Do you see it? And and I get that that would hurt them competitive-wise, but I don't care. That's our state tax money. We should be able to know how much they're paying for that land. Why are the Republicans, because there seems to be no pushback on this, right? I mean, you don't at least publicly see anybody leading the charge. Why are the Republicans, who are supposed to be the party of limited government, limited government spending, just why do they just seem so willy-nilly about, sure, it's just a billion dollars. Go have fun, Governor Holcomb. Yeah, I just think when you wrap something in jobs, you know, everyone's behind economic development and jobs. And maybe questions are being asked privately and they're, you know, keeping those within within the family kind of, so to speak. Um, but I think when you wrap something in, we need jobs and we need people to fill it. It just sort of, you know, answers a lot of questions for people without digging too deep. So if I'm understanding this correctly, they're asking for the taxpayers to front this money and they're going to buy the property and then turn around and sell it to private developers and companies. Is that correct? I mean, we really don't know completely whether Indiana would maintain ownership of the land itself. Um, Now, on smaller projects, that is what would happen, I think. This one is this massive 11,000 acre thing. If they did a smaller tech park in another part of the state, I think that's exactly what it would be. Um, But obviously, uh, you know, and that's sort of what we don't know yet. Eli Lilly's the only announced tenant, so to speak, of that new big park, and they're apparently going to use 600 acres. I'm unclear if the state's going to ultimately own that or the 
or Lily or do they pay rent? I, I, I don't know for sure. And, and that's another example of just we, there are a lot of questions that are unanswered. Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capital Chronicles, our guest. She has a new article out about the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, the huge amount of taxpayer money they're receiving and kind of trying to figure out how this is working out for the taxpayer. So you mentioned these ready grants, and this is really interesting because it's Regional Economic Acceleration Development Initiative. It's never just of course like, it it's is. never just like one word. It's always got to be a thing. <laughs> but, you know, you make a great point in this article, Nikki, which is, hey, the idea was originally going all the way back to Pence. Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to seed some money here. And then the private sector is going to come in. And, you know, within a couple of years, it's going to be all private sector. And we'll look back at the small amount of money we threw out and we'll say, boy, what a great deal that was. All these years later, it seems like the state is still leading on the investment, which means the private sector, I guess, either they figured out, hey, we don't have to or they don't want to or what, but it's not working out thus far, going all the way back to Pence, the way they'd kind of promised it was going to work out. I mean, to be fair, it even under Ready, it is leveraging far more private dollars than the state dollars they're putting in, um, private and or local government, you know, because it's a regional collaboration. So they are getting people to invest far more than the state sort of share. But my question is, when does it stop, right. so to speak? You know, this is now if you count regional cities and ready one and now ready two, this is going to be the third round of these sort of massive projects. And a lot of them are housing or education or, you know, building up a river, a downtown area or a riverfront area. They're trying to make people want to live here, right. For all these jobs that we have worker shortages for. So I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I just, at some point, I don't, I don't know about, so the long-term feasibility is every year we're going to come up with something new to do. The first year we did a special tax amnesty that paid for it. The second time we had the federal government pay for it. Now we're talking straight, you know, state yeah. tax collections to pay for it. Before we let you go, and I think one of the other frustrating things for people is with this, these projects, project, the IEDC as a collective, there's no, here's how you judge success, right? Like you'll judge us based on A, B, and C. Have you, have you or, or your colleagues been able to figure out how internally they're judging this? I mean, is it just what big, bright, well, shiny object comes? Internally, it seems like every year they put out the, the how many job commitments, how much investment, how many projects. And they always seem to up you know, up the ante on, well, we did this many projects. We have, we have this many job commitments. One thing that I, I think we and journalists and the IDC do better is see how that actually works. These are, when they announce these things every year, they're job commitments and they, they right. go over multiple years. So I would like to see more open data on whether these commitments actually happen as the years, you know, roll out. Um, I'd love to see sort of that statistic. Nikki Kelly, the article now, you can find it over at Indiana Capital Chronicle about the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. You remain one of the best in the business, and we appreciate you. Thank you for all the show content. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.